0: Following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. From preps to pros and everything in between, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow.
1: Welcome into Reaction Monday. I just wish we had something to talk about today. If only there were some sports over the weekend that were, you know, a big deal. Of course, I'm kidding. We have a ton to talk about. But before we get into any of our top stories, our rundown, anything like that, I'm very curious how everyone's new year went. How's everybody feeling? It is 2022. Not 2022, but 2022.
2: Let's hope it's not 2022.
1: Yes, that is is the goal. Yeah. Is to not relive that one. Fluid
2: situation. Once was clearly enough. (laughs) Oh, God.
0: Spelling matters, right?
1: It does, in fact. Pronunciation <laughs> does as well. Spelling yeah. and pronunciation. Yeah.
2: New Year's was quiet, and I liked it like that.
1: I went to sleep at 9.30, 10 o'clock. Really? We were exhausted. Wow. I, I mean, it was bad. Wow. I didn't, I, I barely made it to the end of the Georgia Game. I'm not even sure I did. You didn't miss much. No, no, I didn't. (laughs) The
2: only thing you missed was whether or not Michigan was going to actually score a touchdown. And they finally
1: did. They finally did. did. Right. Finally did.
2: Then went for two,
1: (laughs) which was hilarious.
2: I'd have stuck the starters back out of there if I'd been Kirby.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. We're going to talk about that for sure Mm -hmm. uh, here momentarily. Of course, we will talk about the other semifinal game that featured Cincinnati and Alabama. We will talk about the Tennessee Titans. We have Teresa Walker joining us. We'll talk to Charles Pulliam, talk some Williamson County sports. We'll talk about other bowl games and lots and lots of talking points in between. Got several top stories to get to as well, and I'm looking forward to it, which means we should probably just go ahead and just get right into things and go ahead and get out of the way. Today's schedule the weekend's results on The Rundown. This is The Rundown. Let's do it.
0: The Monday Rundown is brought to you by Zion Christian Academy. Providing a Christ-centered college prep education at an affordable cost. Call 931-388-5731 or visit ZionEagles.org to schedule an appointment for a tour today.
2: In girls basketball action on Thursday since we did not have a show on Friday up at the next level classic Fairview's girls edged independence 36-35 over at the above the rim classic in Centerville it was Joe Burns defeating Columbia Academy 43-42 in the third place game um Down at Richland, the Christmas classic down there, Spring Hill defeated Santa Fe, 43-37. It was Clay County defeating the host Lady Raiders, 58-54. And in the championship game, Summertown gets a putback right at the buzzer to defeat Gleason, 47-45.
1: In boys' action at Richland, Santa Fe defeated four, 73-50. It was Lawrence County, 88, Summertown, 82 in the third place game. Also, in the championship, you had Loretto, a 53-50 winner, comeback win, another one.
2: In overtime.
1: Another comeback win for the Mustangs over Richland, 53-50 in overtime. Over at the Smoky Mountains, it was Mount Pleasant, 71 Gibbs, 66. Independence, down station camp at Summit, 68-59. Uh, and also at Summit, in the upset of the weekend, the Spartans, 63 Lebanon, forty-seven to take home the King of the Hill state Ch- or state King of the Hill tournament championship, and of course, finally Lipscomb Academy down to Columbia Academy over at Hickman County,
2: sixty-eight fifty-seven. In NHL action on Saturday, the Preds with a big win over the Blackhawks, six-one. NBA action. The Grizzlies with a 118-105 win over the Spurs. I'm going to just leave that alone. Um, <laughs> UT defeats Arkansas women 70-63. to Middle Tennessee State women fall to UTEP 56-55.
1: Today's schedule in high school action, Summertown is at Creekwood. That is a... Six, it's, yeah. a, it's a start. Yeah, it's a doubleheader. Okay, six so o'clock. 6 o'clock start at yeah. Creekwood. Junior college hoops tonight. Tennessee Valley Prep. The Valley Boys, with a Z, come to town, take on the Chargers. at a 5 p.m. tip. At the web. At the web. NBA action tonight, 6.30 tip. Memphis is at Brooklyn. And in the NFL action on Monday Night Football, it's the Browns and the Steelers at 7.15 on ESPN. Manning cast on ESPN2. That's going to do it for the rundown. Couple of things that stand out from that rundown, Mo. The preds at one time were up 2 nothing and were shooting 100% from the ice, and at one time we're up 3 nothing and we're shooting nearly 50%, 3 goals on 7 shots. <laughs> Efficient. (laughs) Nothing if not. (laughs) There you go. Kind of like that. I mean, it was one nothing within the first minute of the game. I like. I opened my phone and to the ESPN app just to see if it had started yet. It said eighteen fifty eight to go in the first. One nothing. nothing. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. Catch up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm over here grazing our charcuterie boards and whatnots and. There you go. And, and next thing I know, the Preds are up three nothing, and I was like, "Well, I guess I don't need to watch this." So they
2: they got this click. Yeah,
1: yeah. that was pretty much it. Preds six, Blackhawks one. That was pretty big. Uh, out of that Richland tournament, you were there for the, for the championship games, and that was pretty impressive. Couple of finals.
2: It was. Um, I tell you, Gleason's gonna be a team that folks in class A are gonna have to deal with. Um they've got a um a presence down on the low block, a young lady named Daisy Blevins who will step back and take the three as well. But um and Summertime was playing without um Emily Brazier, Jeremy Jean said after the game she had not played at all in the tournament, some some sickness. Um she's expected back, I believe, tonight for the Creekwood game, but he he felt like that um They did a good job of playing without her and kind of developing the next, you know, the next man up or next woman up um, mentality there with her being out for the week and picking up three good wins down there to stay undefeated. I think they're 13-0 and now. Yeah. And (laughs) and number one in our um, southern middle Tennessee rankings, by the way, that are up on the website at MainStreetMurray.com. And we may not do those weekly, but we're going to do them pretty regularly just to kind of get a pulse of where the teams that we cover are relative to each other, especially since they go in so many different directions. So,
1: shouldn't just, be fun. And, and the team that sits at number two in those rankings, Summit, like I said, upset of the weekend.
2: That's a big win for them.
1: 16-point win over Lebanon? And, just their second loss of the year for the Blue Devils.
2: And, you know – don't want to take anything away from it, but Jared Hall did get ejected before halftime for Lebanon.
1: Well, whose fault is that? Well, uh, they were also ahead. Summit was ahead at halftime, and that's probably why Jared Hall got ejected uh, before they, halftime. They may
2: have kind of <laughs> had something to do with each other. He was scoreless when he left the game as well. So, um, but yeah, that's a um, that's a huge win for for the Spartans. They got a big game coming up Friday night, and. Um, we will need to talk about it more between now and then, but they host Independence to open district, I think it's 12, for a play.
1: Whatever the districts are. I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I'm, I'm useless in that well, regard and, at this point. And,
2: and that's why. Um, I had just it,
1: figured out the other ones.
2: <laughs> in those rankings, we have district that assignments for each of the teams. So,
1: yeah, it's –
2: it's um. It's pretty fan friendly, I think. So check that out.
1: Speaking of MainStreetMurray.com, a uh, couple of stories on there. One particularly that went up yesterday evening. Um, it just seems like every time we, we <laughs> at least once a week, we're talking about somebody passing away.
2: And it's unfortunate. And um, this one. I think is impactful for um, a lot of folks in this area, former Columbia central football standout, Fred Pickard, who was in the inaugural hall of fame induction class back in 2018, uh, died Friday in Dixon at the age of 83. He had been um, a Parkinson's disease patient for quite some time and um, he, he passed away. So obviously clearly a big loss around here. Like I said, a, um, a member of the first Hall of Fame class at Columbia Central played college ball down at Florida State with one Bert Reynolds.
1: there you go Old uh, paul crew
0: yeah and and probably Lee Corso, I guess was it Corso there too, I guess so, I think yeah. Corso
2: and Bert played together. I believe you're right, yeah, now that you mention it, um huh. Corso was a little more significant to me, but um uh, <laughs> uh also coached. Coach Picker did for 4 years over at UT Martin from 82 to 85. Coached some guys that I grew up with over in Franklin as a matter of fact. So um condolences to his family and to um the the community that that knew him.
1: So He's not the only one though. Unfortunately, former Spring Hill Middle School cross country and track and field coach Robert Humphrey also passed away. Um he was a big proponent of youth track here in murray county
2: yeah um i met him a few times covering some middle school cross country and that kind of thing and he was always a champion for those young kids and and those programs and that kind of thing so um hated to hear of his passing and and again condolences to his family as well
1: a couple of things that the tennessee football coaches association all state teams have been uh released and are on mainstreetpreps.com in their entirety if you want to check those out. That's if you want to check them out, they're there.
2: <laughs> also um the all Southern Middle Tennessee
1: oh, are they, that's right. they,
2: team is we haven't told them that yet on our we? website at Main Street Murray. Yeah.
1: We hadn't told them that.
2: And it will be in print huh. in Wednesday's print edition as well.
1: Make so, sure to pick up the print edition of Main Street Murray and check out the all-Southern Middle Tennessee football team, for sure. Um, Vanderbilt and Missouri women were postponed yesterday, reset for January 20th due to COVID issues within the uh, Lady Tigers program.
2: Lady Tigers coming off a big win in overtime in Como over previously number one South Carolina. So, sure, they Not were Not ready- previously number one. Were they're they not number, number They're uh, still number one. Oh.
1: I don't know Well, how. they were number one then and they're number
2: one now. <laughs> so
1: so previously is actually right.
2: But I guess I would have expected them to fall
1: out. I would have too, but apparently everybody else lost two. There you go. Know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it also kind of speaks well for Missouri, I guess, that you could lose to Missouri and still hang on to the number one spot. There you go. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I did not know that.
1: (laughs) I Uh, just saw it on ESPN earlier. Okay. Yeah.
2: I just figured surely there'd be a new number one after that.
1: Big news out of Oklahoma, or out of, I guess, Clemson, South Carolina. Big-time recruiter Todd Bates headed to Oklahoma as the co-defensive coordinator after Dabo passed him over for the defensive coordinator job in Clemson for basically a friend. That 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 was his resume. Was he's been Dabo's friend for a while. Who is it? Uh I, I can tell when, you I don't even know his name. That is why I cannot I, I cannot remember his name right now, off the top of my head. That's how um that that that's how tough this is. Well, that's
2: interesting. So, so Bates is gonna go work with Venables. Bates is gonna go or work with Venables. Continue to work with Venables.
1: That's correct. Um Mickey Kahn. Is the exactly <laughs> <laughs> now? I will say that the the biggest reason I know anything about Todd Bates is because he went to Clemson from Jacksonville. State. That was fantastic recruiter, though. Guys, is, is phenomenal. Good for him. He's going to do great things out of Norman, I believe. With Brett Minables. again, big show coming up. We've got Charles Pulliam on the other side. We'll continue talking some Williamson County sports. So stick with us on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee.
3: Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof.
1: Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
0: Local sports talk you'll only find here. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton. Here's Chris Yao.
1: Hey, welcome back in. It's. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> welcome back in. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee mm. Bone and Joint. I did not even think about that. That's great.
2: That's that's good. Oh, that's good. <laughs>
1: We'll talk about the Titans in hour two with Teresa Walker and give you our reactions to more across the NFL as well. But
0: can
2: we get that? Can we get that clip? <laughs> just,
0: I'll see if I can work on that. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> it's got to be out there.
4: It's
0: <laughs> got to be out there. Yeah. When, so
1: I, <laughs> we'll just talk about it later because it, it, when I heard it on TV, I thought, "What and, was that?" Well, and the stadium reaction. Yeah, they hey! It was great. <laughs> Every they were paying it, attention. Every oh. bit of it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, mm. Well, Mo, you know, in the last segment we we talked briefly about that uh King of the Hill tournament over at Summit. It was a pretty pretty impressive tournament. A lot of great basketball played, including Summit Lebanon in the championship, Independence grabbing I guess third place. Was that for third? I don't remember.
2: Officially, it was for fifth because they lost in their opener.
1: That's right. That's right.
2: Yeah. So the two teams, um, I think it was Page and Station Camp that played for third. Station Camp
1: played Independence because Station oh. Camp lost in their opener. That's right. The Summit. Yeah. But so I'm not. I, Page
2: I Page finished third. Gotcha. I okay. believe. Charles was there. Well, yeah, we we don't have to speculate at this. Yeah, kind of
1: what I was going for is to bring in the expert, the guy who knows it all. (laughs) We're going to go way up north to Springfield, Um, but you know, basically the same thing as Alaska. Charles,
2: north to Springfield.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Charles Bullion joins us now, and we are so excited to have him. Presented by Williamson Herald from. Brentwood to Spring Hill, Nolensville to Fairview covering Williamson County sports like nobody else. Charles, welcome in. How was your new year? Hey
4: guys. Not bad, not bad. Kind of greeted with some snow here too, so it feels a little more like that Alaskan home. So uh, It's been good though. We had a busy week, right? It's always that time right after Christmas, right before the new year. There's so much going on sports wise. So jammed a lot in the last week and kind of ready to find that routine again, you know? Do you guys get, like,
1: the snow here is super wet. Like, I mean, it's almost like oh, just, yeah? and it just gets weird. Is that the kind of snow you guys get up there, or is it more of a dry snow?
4: Uh, it's definitely more of a dry stuff. Yeah, you can get, and then it varies, too. Right now, we're crispy in the Springfield area, so it's trying to stick. But, I don't know, it just looks like a dusting around here.
1: Yeah, I hear you. We got quite a bit in my house. I don't know about you guys. I, I mean, I, I probably ended up with about three inches of snow and probably a half inch of ice under that <laughs> on the deck. Yeah, yeah, Oh man. We
2: didn't have any ice. No, it was scary. Yeah.
1: I did not want to walk down my steps. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's
4: a good fail video there. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Charles, you were
2: camped out at Summit on Thursday. Is that right?
4: That's right. Yeah, you were talking about the, uh, the Indy boys, and that was technically the fifth place game, but uh, they lost in that opener, so it's like an old... Uh, that's like uh, the way the state basketball tournament set up in Alaska. You lose your first game, you're going to do no better than fifth place, um, which is kind of unique. But thinking of uh, that tournament as a whole, uh, without with Brentwood dropping out, it kind of lost a little bit of the luster there because I kind of wanted to have you know, four Wilco teams in. But mm-hmm. uh, they brought in Lighthouse, which ended up being very shorthanded twice. Um, I think the first game they played with seven kids. The next game they played with five and closed the game with only two players on the floor. <laughs> and then uh, they came back with six the next day. So uh, pretty unique, um, but uh, just, just a fun tournament overall. Hats off to Coach Jim Faye and all the staff there for putting on a nice one. I hope they continue to do that one. I think that's a good inaugural tournament.
2: Well, I, I think as long as he can continue to win it, he'll probably continue to put it on. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was, um, he didn't make well, it easy on
1: himself big, to yeah, win it, though.
4: No, no, and that's, you know, the, the game they put forth. So each, you know, getting to watch those guys each of those days, um, you know, they started out with like the ninth, solid showing by beating a tough station camp team, and that was a really slowed down pace one, and uh, coming back, they were able to beat Page the next night, I think 63-54, and that's just a pretty good matchup there. Page is pretty scrappy, and then uh, closing out the tournament in just in incredible fashion, man. I mean, some mistake-free basketball in a 63-47 win over Lebanon, snapped their 15-game win streak. Uh, just I mean, a lot of emotion early on, but still it was just one of those games where, you know, Lebanon threw everything they got at them. And, uh, the Summit boys just helped, held strong. They were steady right through, took every punch and punched right back. It was, it was just a fun game to watch. And you got to see the improvement from that team from when they first played, uh, let's see, probably about three or four weeks ago, they played Lebanon and I think they lost like 22. So neat to see those guys and their improvement. They, uh, they're going to be a tough out.
2: I'm looking forward to this Independence Summit game on Friday night.
4: That's the one I'm going to as well. And it's fun because you get, the, you get a couple of these, these great sophomores we have that went to the same middle school. I think they both played, uh, was it Spring Hill where they played? I forget. But, you know, Jet Montgomery for Independence, Bradley Stewart for Summit. Stewart ended up being named the MVP of the uh, King of the Hill Tournament with good reason for that too. And then they got another young player in Isaac Power there as well, but then just senior leadership across the board. I really like Andrew Smith, uh, but for Indy, knowing that you know, Jet is just kind of emerging as one of our top players already as a sophomore, and Bradley's kind of trying to make a name for himself too. Those guys played on the same team in middle school. I would have liked to catch some of those guys.
1: <laughs>
2: you would hate to have been a post player on that team. Oh my gosh! Because right? <laughs> because you're only scoring if Those you go get an offensive right. rebound. Whoever, yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. But whoever came away as a post player out of that, they got to have phenomenal footwork because they're just all about setting screens and rolling. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, Jet Montgomery and our um, Southern Middle Tennessee stat leaders is number two in scoring with twenty four point one points per game. Um. Bradley Stewart, 13 and a half points per game. He and Isaac Power each scoring 13 and a half. So, um, like I said, I'm, I'm expecting that one to be an interesting matchup when they play Friday night over at Summit. Um, speaking with Charles Pulliam of the Williamson Herald here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Charles, you talked about that Summit-Lebanon game being um, a little emotional Seems like there was some emotion <laughs> running through that tournament because Indy had some issues earlier in the week did they not against Lebanon.
4: Yeah, well, and that's uh, you know, Lebanon was on the, the both ends of a pretty unique situation. where were got multiple technical fouls. So on that opening night on Tuesday, it was a great game between Indy and Lebanon kind of going into the third late in the third quarter there. Um, really, Lebanon kind of had the lead early on, but They were only able to maintain maybe six to eight points or so. I mean, Indy was always right there in striking distance. And then, uh, on a pretty tough call, uh, Tyus Anderson went up and blocked a shot. I mean, pretty clean, but the official didn't have a good angle on it. So he called the, called the foul. And by then this was maybe the third or fourth call that was like, Ooh, ooh." you (laughs) know, one of those cringy ones. And, uh, eh, he made it known how he felt about it. And, uh, it was more of a more of a reaction more than like the words hmm. because I mean he was out at midcourt stomping away before the official put his hand down <laughs> and in doing that Coach Wilkins uh, stepped into the frame and uh, ended up getting the second one and in it was so you get the foul on the drive so there's two free throws technical foul there's another two and then the second technical so six free throws. Hit from Lebanon, knocks them all down. And then the they ball. They get the ball for possession, too. And they score there. So an eight-point swing just like that. And uh, that pretty the team out of reach. And, you know, I think the final was 70-52. to 52, But it, I was looking forward to a tight finish, and there was just no way to overcome that one. And then the same thing happened on the other side in the championship game. Only Lebanon, early on uh, in the second quarter, uh, their star player, big six-seven kid, Jared Hall, Getting a lot of recognition around, uh, around the midstate. A couple guys in the stands to check him out. Um, just lost his temper. Some of the, st- some of the students were kind of taunting him, and he didn't like it, and made it known, and had to be held off, and he walked off the court. And this is the first time i ever seen it, but you get your two technicals, you're ejected from the game. Um, on his way out, he starts taking his jersey off, and the official is watching him as he's walking off and tries to tell him to keep his jersey on, and then Hall responds with, like, don't talk to me or something like that as he's walking out. And the official gives him a third technical foul, and he just storms out of the gym then. But I just, I've just i never seen someone get tagged with three like that. And That's technically a team technical.
1: In, yeah. In, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It goes so to the head just, coach. You just add on. Yeah. The fact that the, you
2: uh, knew that two, is –
1: well, technically he's now a member of the bench when he's been ejected. After he's gotten the second yeah. one. Yeah, yeah so the third one goes to the, the head coach, which is on the bench, yeah.
2: Must have been a weekend for taking yeah. jerseys <laughs> off.
1: Must Yeah, my
4: goodness. Yeah, right? Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, but it just that was a tough sequence. And, you know, I mean, we're talking, there was seven minutes to play in the second quarter, so a full game to go here. And Summit was able to use that to, you know, take a, I think an 11-point lead, and they maintained a eight to nine-point advantage all the way through, and led by as many I think as 19 in the game. Um, and there's some some talented guys there. Uh, Yaron Alexander's Sanders, one of the other go-to guys for 11, and big six-five, lengthy, uh, can shoot the ball. And even though they're giving up so much size, they had a kid inside, Landon Ingles, big six-eight, six-nine kid um some it's not loaded with size but no. they held their own so well um it was super impressive and it started with Bradley Stewart just staying under control and and kind of guiding the offense you know good stuff good stuff around
1: in in tournaments like this you typically get really good play out of if you get really good guard play you can typically win ball games but that size Disadvantage that in, that that summit has and will show up on Friday night against Independence. I have a feeling.
4: Yeah, agreed too. And that's you know they got. Uh, I look at C.J. Jones as you know that good power forward kid that's just a big strong kid down low, but he's only about six one, six two, so he's the one that has to match up with all those guys with the size down low. But he does just a great job. And then they have another guy, uh, Marcus. Marcus White. Oh, shoot. Marcus There's White. Marcus White. That's mm-hmm. more of the bigger body. He's like a bigger version of CJ, but CJ is much more uh, – he's maneuvering a little better, moves around, setting good screens, things like that. And you can see Marcus being becoming that. Um, but outside of that, there you go. <laughs> you have to lean on uh, Isaac Power kind of being the other forward. And he's not that big of a kid, and he's a freshman, but he's just – Very impressive. Made the all-tournament team, and I thought he was the easiest choice to make that all-tournament team, Um, which when you think about him as just a freshman, it was super impressive. I think Coach Faye's got a a fun team to work with, for sure.
2: And I think when you look around that district, when you look at Independence, Summit, Columbia Central, Ravenwood, and Nolensville, I don't know that there's a whole lot of size anywhere, and so I think you're going to see a lot of really good matchups on a night-to-night basis in that district because everybody's pretty evenly matched from a size standpoint. And um, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to start Friday night with that independent summit game. Um, Charles, I think you also slipped up to CPA for the Next Level Classic last week.
4: Yep, did some Next Level. And then, of course, hung uh, in with you for some, some wrestling too. But, yeah, super, super easy Mine my next level was mainly on the girls side. So I followed some of the Brentwood Academy girls and of course the Brentwood Academy boys won as well. But, uh, there was some, I mean, some standard CTA games there. I mean, CPA lost to, I think Oak Ridge, was it on the second night, 108 to 99. Um, so there was some fun scoring, some low scoring ones there, but, uh, yeah, super impressed with watching, um, Brentwood Academy. Speaking of size, on the girls' side, especially, uh, Coach Rhonda Brown has her daughter Millie and uh, another great guard in Trinity Fields, but they have literally no size, and uh, I think they're off to a 14 and 2 start on the year, um, and beat a couple tough teams. There, Rockville was a solid, solid team, and beat CPA for the championship. And CPA's got another nice, nice balanced team with some good shooters out there, but on the boys side, I only got a, I was only able to catch one game there and watch CPA on opening night. But, uh, the BA boys at the same time are, are, uh, off to a great start as well. So lots of good hoops coming from Brentwood Academy. I think
1: Charles Pulliam of the Williamson Herald. Thanks so much, man. We appreciate your time.
4: Yeah. Looking forward to seeing you guys again. On, I'll be out there Friday and man, lots of great wrestling too. Um, Excited to watch the summit of Brentwood, all those great great wrestlers, too. So, Lots of sports around the county.
1: Yep. We'll see you there. Stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net.
2: Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff.
1: Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. It's not already. It will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee.
3: Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof.
1: And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
0: This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Sports talk like it used to be. You know, like your crazy uncle used to listen to. Only better. Here's Chris and Mo.
1: Hey, welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We are continuing on this hashtag reaction Monday. And if only we had some things to talk about. So so to I'm react saying. to? If only, if only we had some things to react to, Mo. Did anything happen over the weekend that, in sports that we should talk about?
2: Well, I don't know. I've slept since then.
1: I hear you. Let's, let's A couple of
2: days ago, seriously, and we'll get to it later in the show, but there was something that I was really fired up about, but then I went to bed and got back up and went to bed and got back up again, and it kind of cooled off, but it, we'll, we'll get to it.
1: Well, let's get fired up on it again. Yeah. You know, I was actually I was sitting, I was sitting there on New, on New Year's Eve, and talking with my dad during the Alabama Cincinnati game. And we came up with all, like, we were just kind of, you know, having conversation. And about halfway through it, I was like, I should really get my notebook down and write some of these things down because I'm going to forget them and they'd be great topics for Monday.
2: Do we just need to have Chuck on? (laughs) He
1: he won't remember either. He slept twice since then. (laughs) He probably forgot that we even had a conversation. (laughs) Oh, man. But, you know, it's... It's exactly what we expected, the college football playoff semifinals. It is what it is, so we just have to we have to go with what, what happened. I mean, we, we can sit here and say, well, you know, if this, if that, maybe it would have been better, but I don't think it would have been. I think we're going to get the Alabama and Georgia matchup no matter what, except if they had played in the semifinals. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that's the only way. But the championship, and and, game, and
2: I think I think that'll be the next thing that people start lobbying for. Uh, the the argument that we don't want to see that game. We just saw that game in the SEC championship game. Well, yeah, let them let them play again. Give somebody else a shot.
1: Let them play. That's what I said. I think that I think if you play them in the semifinals, then I feel better about the situation because, yes, you know, it's nice. But let's just go ahead and get that game out of the way. Because, as JP will tell you, it's not about the game. It's about the production. It's a TV show. Is it not? It's a TV show. It's a TV show, but
2: are we ready? Are we really ready to make that admission? I mean, are are we just here to manipulate things for ratings?
1: Do you believe that Georgia was the number three team in the country?
2: I don't believe they were the number four team in the country.
1: No, they should have been the number two team. But they manipulated it to make it seem like they weren't the number two team in the country, didn't they? (laughs) It's all a manipulation is my point. I I
2: guess my thing is, though, I'm not sure how much – I mean, I don't think clearly – from the outcome, and particularly Georgia was the number three team, but I don't know how much difference there is in number three and number two since they play each other anyway.
1: Sure, I'm just saying there's there's some manipulation there. And if Cincinnati hadn't been number four, had it been somebody else, who knows if if Notre Dame had been undefeated instead of Cincinnati, Cincinnati they would have been the number three team. Maybe you could have made that argument, right? where they could have been the number one team and made Alabama two and a Georgia three. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just a weird year. doesn't matter because Alabama and Georgia are going to play in the national championship one week from tonight. And Georgia is a – Two-and-a-half-point favorite. They opened as a two-and-a-half. Three and
0: a half point. is what uh um, three now? Yeah, three is what ESPN is showing based despite, on their numbers. Three, three even, yep.
2: Despite the last meeting.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, this one is in a uh, nondescript Midwestern city. It's not in.
0: <laughs> it was about the same, wasn't it? Wasn't Georgia, weren't they a three and a half in the SEC championship game? I think so, yeah. So it, not much
2: has changed. So, I mean, a nondescript Midwestern city like, like Alabama's fans and Georgia's fans can't get to Indianapolis.
1: And- well, I I, just, I I do think that there is a little difference in a, a stadium that you've played in three or four different times. You know, th- there's there's a little difference in some familiarity with regard to um your routine, maybe.
2: Still one ten by fifty three in a third, right? Who's, who's routine matters, <laughs> right?
1: whose team matters?
0: Whose advantage are you saying that helped in Georgia? I don't think there's because both an, Alabama and Georgia have played many games in there.
1: That's what I'm saying. I, yeah. I don't think there I don't think there was I, I'm just saying I was going somewhere else with that. Okay. Where I was going And he didn't is, get there. Right, because <laughs> I was so rudely interrupted. <laughs> Not <laughs> no, here. Seriously. <laughs> the point that I was trying to make – Make it. Is that nobody <laughs> wants to go to this nondescript <laughs> Midwestern city to watch Alabama and Georgia play other than, obviously, uh, the –
2: Alabama well, I mean, and Georgian Georgia fans. fans. That's all but, you need.
1: But if I'm going to the college football – there's a lot of people who buy that ticket, though. Right. And and, the Super Bowl's
0: been in Indianapolis.
1: I don't know. And here's why we've been to Indianapolis. Yeah. Okay. Have Have you you been been, in January?
0: Yeah. Have you been there for a big event?
1: On purpose?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, they they have, uh, like Minneapolis, they have uh, crosswalks that are covered sky bridges. Sky bridges. Yeah. You can get to a lot of places. Indianapolis is very centrally located, the downtown area, tons of restaurants, tons of shops. Um, it's a really nice downtown area. You're and, about to get and kicked they, off
1: this show for, and for they host, defending Indianapolis.
0: And they host, <laughs> they do a very good job at hosting big events.
1: We're doing this because of the Big Ten. Let's just be done with this. We're no, doing this because the Big no, Ten. No, we're doing it
0: because Indianapolis hosts really good big events. They're on the rotation, and the NCAA happens to be exactly. there as well. But they're part of the rotation. Get, I don't know.
2: How did they get into the rotation? Because that's where the NCAA is.
0: Well, because what I mean, they it's do... It's not like it. there's ever going to be a Big Ten team in it. Well, they've hosted the Super Bowl there, and it, it was it? very successful.
1: It's a bid-out process, just like the Super Bowl. Yeah, You, know, you bid for it, just like the and They Cross Bowl.
0: They do. Indianapolis does a good job they, with these types of events.
1: They do fine. But we've talked about this so many times, Mo. Bowl games are supposed to be in warm climates, and they're supposed to be a reward, a reward this isn't for a, bowl a great game. season. No, this oh, is not a this is I not a bowl game. I get it,
2: <laughs> but
0: dang Super it. Bowls Look. are in Detroit and Minneapolis. Well, they
2: shouldn't
1: be. This is this is the point. of fact. What's
2: funny, they're in Detroit and they're in Indianapolis. When's the last time it was in Al, in, in Atlanta?
0: It's been a while. Uh, no, it um, last year or the year before. Yeah,
1: Mercedes got it. Couple years
0: ago. Yeah, they got once they got the new building.
1: Was that the first time
2: they'd had it since the ice storm when the Titans and Rams were in it? Probably.
0: Uh, Could have been. Mm-hmm. Could have been. Yeah.
1: I just if I'm if I'm buying a a, a vac- if I'm taking my vacation to go watch this game, I don't want to do it in Indianapolis. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And that's a valid point. I am just If you're just taking a shot in Indianapolis. If if you're just a
2: casual fan going to watch a national championship game, you don't necessarily <laughs> want to do it in Indy. In January,
0: That's but reasonable. aren't you going to
1: watch the football game? But if I'm taking four days, it's not just a football game I'm going to see.
0: If I well, I then mean, wait till it I, gets to a warm weather city. I mean, if you're just a casual football
1: fan, what do you care? Maybe it's the only time you had a chance to get the tickets. That's you never me. know. You, <laughs> you take it, saying. so you take advantage of it. Listen, sure.
0: My my dad got uh, used to get into the raffle for uh, Final Four tickets. Yeah, and he actually got him one year. we in at. Detroit.
1: That sucks.
0: But the good news was that I was with the Bobcats at the time, and you know, Final Four does a Saturday, Monday. Mm-hmm. Well, guess who had a game at the Pistons on Sunday? Oh,
1: how how random!
0: It, and had we didn't play again in Charlotte until Tuesday. So I was able to go to both Saturday and Sunday's game because we had a North Carolina a lot of North Carolina, a lot of Connecticut, a Mecca Oka four, both of those were in there. So the team went up early to be there for the final four. I got to stay over. My dad came up, it was it was a great weekend. It turned out great. But point being is that you just take advantage. When you get those tickets, you go. No matter where you do it whatever is. you gotta do. Yeah. Because, I'm just saying And yeah, it was cold. It snowed. It snowed in March. No, in April. At the final four.
1: It's Weather snow here was in April miserable.
0: Too. <laughs> but It was the national championship. This is the national championship. You go wherever it is. Indianapolis is a great job. Hey, go to um, St. Elmo's. Elmo's. Go to St. Elmo's, get the shrimp cocktail and a nice nice piece of red meat, and it will be worth it. I promise you. (laughs) A nice glass of vino, it will be worth it. I'm not going. That alone is worth the trip to Indianapolis, I'm telling you.
1: I'm not going for it, it is worth mentioning that we mm-hmm. also will not be on the air that day. <laughs> it is worth
2: mentioning. <laughs> yes. Yeah, don't don't come looking for us because we won't be here.
1: You can catch the Alabama pregame show starting at four o'clock right here on 101.7. Six of the last eight years, Alabama has been in the in the national championship game. This was my first point to my dad. Should we just expand the playoffs to five teams to see who <laughs> plays Alabama? <laughs> I mean, we're talking expansion here. Let's just expand it to five, put Alabama in the championship, what? and you play four to see who plays them. <laughs> I'm just so, saying. two versus five, three
2: versus sure. four. So, let, so, them play yeah, let them
0: play each other. Play and then they're, they're grandfathered into the one seed. I, might as well.
1: Into, might the into the championship game. Because six of the last eight years, they've been in it.
0: Yep.
2: Nobody else can say that.
1: <laughs> I mean, well, come on.
0: That's It's a dynasty. I mean, there's no other way around it. And, and we're not going to – I can't imagine ever seeing this again in college football. I mean, it's, we've only seen this in college sports one at a time and that was John Wooden with UCLA. Yeah. That's remotely close to this. Well, this, this I, I, will I be think the basketball ten- is different. This well, will be the tenth national championship game slash BCS that uh Nick Saban has been in. The tenth. Yeah. It's no other coach in college, football or basketball has come close to that. Other than John Wooden. In men's. Now women's, yeah, you got Pat Summit, but
1: I mean I think Coach Bryant had a had a fairly decent run from the late 60s to the to, to 79 but he won
0: 6 he won, he won 6 won 6 I don't know how many if he had won they would uh, you know they would have won another national championship And I, I don't know
1: they should have won in 66 but we won't talk about that they made well, that, up for it a couple was, of other times that, that they've claimed 41. national championships right? 41 and 66 yeah. should so, interchange I but, think
0: it all evens out I think it evens out in, that, in Bama's favor over time <laughs> but say yeah, the least. you're
1: right it's it's something we've never <laughs> seen before and i can tell you something else i don't know if you guys watched the ball game but the speed on alabama's defense was something cincinnati had never seen before either mm-hmm. they had no they had no idea that those the plays that they'd run all year long getting the edge and getting to the outside 10 yards first down suddenly weren't working wasn't going
2: to work well what's funny is alabama's defensive speed was a game changer and I think Georgia's offensive speed was something that Michigan was not ready for.
1: Yeah, you know, Georgia and Michigan was as much of a mismatch as Alabama Cincinnati. Hmm. Period. I mean I mean if, if Cincinnati and Michigan had played I think that would have been a, heck of a ball. The game. two semifinals would have been a lot more fun <laughs> than the championship game would have been.
0: They should have a consolation game. I'm here
2: for it. <laughs> I'd like to see Michigan and Cincinnati. Yeah,
0: on the Saturday, do have, on the Saturday before the Monday, have I'll, a consolation game.
1: I'm for that.
0: Let's do it.
2: Let's 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 get that in in the works. I mean,
1: That'll Georgia scores
2: on their first five possessions,
0: and it was the offense of Georgia that was the if if there was a question mark, right. It was the offense,
2: and they scored on their first five <laughs> possessions.
1: I mean, yeah. You knew, so. We talked about how Georgia was going to shut down the run game of uh, of Michigan. Mm-hmm. We knew Michigan wasn't going to be able to run the football, and they never were able to since the last drive against the junior high kids. I mean, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest here. The SEC at the top is by far and away better than anybody else in the country.
2: And everybody talks about their bowl, the conference's bowl performance, but in the only two games that matter, they're two and zero. Oh.
1: Well, five and six overall—that's not great.
2: It's not great,
1: but it ain't bad.
0: And you got two, two teams in the national championship game.
2: And you still got another bowl game hanging out there tomorrow night. So they're not winning that one.
1: <laughs> we have so much more. That we can talk about here we'll get more into college bowls later in the show but we do have Teresa Walker coming up in the next segment so we definitely want to talk Titans with her so let's do that when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today